today's podcast episode. You are listening to the Feel Good Parenthood podcast. I am your host today, Courtney. Emma and Steph are off, I don't know, doing whatever Emma and Steph do on a Tuesday. <laughs> and I have the beautiful um, Lisa from Nourishing Moments, who's going to be chatting to us all about fussy eating at toddlers today. Um, I'll let Lisa introduce and then we'll, yeah, jump on in. Thanks, great. Hi, everybody. I am Lisa. I am a mom of three. I'm an ex-primary school teacher. I'm also a certified uh, nutrition consultant for baby and toddler food. Um, yeah, in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and where can people find you? Let's just let them know where, where are they going to find you? Thank you. Yeah, so I'm Nourishing Moments on Instagram. That's nourishing.moments. Yeah. Um, beautiful yeah i'm a big big time fan follower yeah love everything that you put out um (laughs) yeah lisa because it's so real about you know this whole thing around food and it's i reckon it's a bit of a minefield topic isn't it there's a lot of opinions yeah 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 there's a lot of white noise and a lot of conflicting information and a lot of really outdated information out there so much outdated information i feel like that's kind of like parenting world like we're starting to come into the new now and we're going, hmm, okay, we've got some research that's kind of suggesting that all this shit that was done is actually not what we should be doing or what we could be doing that's better. Even just in the last six years. So my, mm-hmm. you know, my, my eldest is six years old and things mm-hmm. now are so different than when I had him six years ago. It's insane how nice quickly things I... move. Comment out there like, oh, I didn't do that when I was raising so-and-so and they turned you out turned fine. You turned out You're fine. Like, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, oh. God, I think that. So I'm like, are you really though? Are you really not? Um, exactly. <laughs> Tell me about that gut issue you've been having again. I don't know. I uh, you know. Oh, it's all in your head. Like, yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> um, anyway, so Lisa has kindly put together some hot, hot tips for, you know, if you're actually already experiencing fussy eating with your toddlers. So it's more like the, rather than the proactive, preemptive advice, it's going to be more of like a reactive. Like if you're already in this position and you're banging your head against a wall, what can you do um, to help kind of turn that around? Because we obviously all want our children to have a really healthy um, relationship with their food. Um, yeah, like I think that's just ultimately it, isn't it? It's just you just want a healthy relationship with food. Full yeah. stop. So what have you got for us? Hit us with number one. Okay, well, first off, so fussy eating starts around like the 12-month mark-ish, right, on average. It really peaks, um, again, on average, kids aren't cookie cutters, but it peaks between 18 to 24 months. Um, My littlest is 26 months and he's hitting his stride with it right now, I feel. Um, So things that you can do to kind of really help push through this phase as quickly as possible. There's a lot of theories about why it happens, but the fact is it's normal. Um, It's developmentally normal. My number one tip is please don't stop offering the foods right? Because mm. mm. so many people go, oh, you know, my child doesn't like this anymore, so I just won't serve it. Well, mm-hmm. no, they're never going to learn to like it or re-like it or re-accept it if they don't get given that chance. And it can take, and you know, how many exposures do they need? 15 to 20, 15 to 20 exposures. And that's even if they already loved it. So, you know, you don't have to keep offering it the same way. You can say, do a pureed, if you, you can do a pureed carrot and use it as a dip, then you can do carrot uh, sticks like um, roasted, you know, you can do boiled, you can do cut up and do, like, it doesn't have to look the same. Just please keep offering. Oh, yeah. But offer yeah. safe food. 
right? So yes. that's a food that you know that they will eat. So don't just serve them up a plate of carrots. <laughs> They'll be really hungry by the next meal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat carrots. <laughs> oh, that's um, a good one. I'm like in the in our home anyway. My son doesn't like avocado, so he's my second child. My daughter is my oldest, and or she would eat a whole avocado if she was allowed to. Um, but we still put it on a spike. Excellent. I love that. Still put it on his plate. I'm like, oh, sorry, it, buddy. <laughs> it's an exposure thing, right? And you can use it as a conversation piece. Like my eldest doesn't like broccoli. He still gets a florid of broccoli in his plate. And every time he goes, mom, I don't like broccoli. You know this. I'm like, you're right. I do know it. But what can you tell me about it today? Like what, what color is it today? Mm. Did, you know, did I burn it? Is it black? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you know, what does, what does that shape look like to you today? Or what, how, how yeah. does it feel? You know, so even That's just cool. that kind of discussion and exposure, it's raising the acceptance level. Um, yeah, yeah. And just That's a great tip. Yeah, cool. Sorry, guys, we just had some <laughs> technical difficulties. And also my son popping up, I want a drink. Yeah, anyway, I'm live. <laughs> okay, so we Mama. were talking about the whole, yeah, um, making the food you know talking about the food yeah and keeping up that exposure like don't stop offering it to them and that's that the also don't stress if they don't keep eating it like that's another mm. one of my hot tips is it, the division of responsibility mm. um, and that's you know as the caregiver as the meal provider we're responsible for deciding what foods we're going to offer and when mm -hmm. we're going to offer it and that's it mm. take the pressure off mm -hmm. of everybody you know, the mm. kids are then responsible for how much they eat mm. and what they eat. Mm -hmm. and, mm. you know, and this means you don't need to make five meals to keep all family members happy. I am so against making separate meals for every child. Mm. Who has mm -hmm. time and sanity for that? Like, talk about the quick sanity loser. Um, I don't know. Maybe when I'm like rich and I can just hire a chef to do all of those things, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't even think then I'd be interested. <laughs> but no, definitely not. Definitely yeah, not. Definitely not. But um, mm. yeah, so, you know, keep that division of responsibility in mind and then trust the kids. Like, kids aren't going to let themselves starve, right? No. They might not eat at that meal and, and they might not eat anything that meal. But it's okay. Mm. They will eat. They won't starve. Yeah. They'll be fine. And they're pretty Generally intuitive. Speaking, aren't unless they? there's an underlying medical condition, in which case, sure, sure. Know, this advice isn't for you. Yeah, yeah. And they're very intuitive um, eaters at the end of the day. They do know how to honor their bodies quite, quite well. Totally. And this is not something we want to override. It's so easily mm -hmm. overridden by well meaning caregivers or parents. You know, take one more bite. Just try this. Mm. You can't have whatever's being served next if you have dessert you can't have this unless you have a bite of that mm. this know. is a this is another point of contention since we've been we've moved back to be around families is this whole dessert after dinner and i don't have a problem with dessert after dinner but we just don't do it yeah. because if that was on offer our kids wouldn't eat what yeah. was in front of them and it has caused some major major meltdowns to the point now that i've just gone nah we're not doing dessert if you want to do dessert do it for afternoon tea serve it serve it earlier in the day that's um, exactly because they're just yeah it's just not um it's just not a good time it's the timing of it it's not great timing to do that after dinner at this age yeah perhaps when they're older eh. uh, i don't know like if I, yeah i don't know like i kind of feel like if someone gave me a choice between like having dessert and dinner I'd probably go to dessert depends on how good the dinner is 
<laughs> if there's a lot of cheese, I'd go for dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true. Awesome. What's your next one? Yeah. So my next one is uh, eat together if you can. Now, yeah. people freak out when I say that. I don't, you don't have to do it every meal. I mean, I, I have a day job as well as nourishing moments. So quite mm -hmm. often we're not, and you know, school, daycare, after school care, we're not all home until 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. You know, so my husband and I don't always want to sit down and eat at, you know, 6.15 or we might mm -hmm. just whatever life happens, we won't be able to, you know, everybody has mm -hmm. different, family situations and you can't always eat together. Um, mm -hmm. But as much as you can, and it doesn't mm -hmm. always have to be dinner, it can be a breakfast, it can be a lunch, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and even if say, you're not eating with them or you are a family that makes separate meals um, and mm -hmm. your meal isn't ready yet, at least just mm -hmm. sit down at the table with the kids. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. and have like a token thing of food because kids learn so much from behavior. Mm -hmm. um, so what's modeled for them modeling they'll, yeah mm -hmm. they'll pick up also mm -hmm. it helps create it if you don't put the pressure on it'll help create like this more relaxed fun social situation mm -hmm. where kids are more mm -hmm. likely to eat more yeah and you just don't focus on the food it's just the social no. side of sitting together chatting about your day not Absolutely, really worrying about the you, food yeah if you focus on the food especially the food that's like that mm -hmm. that you know, one that isn't liked so much anymore, you have a really strong potential to actually push them further away from it. Most definitely. Um, yeah, very easily done. Yeah, you know, mm, mm. very easily No, that's done. a very good one. As we definitely many, do try to do the yeah. whole, you know, the family dinners and stuff like that. That's quite, that's something that we can do because of our lifestyle and like our work, you know, situations and all the rest of it. So we do have the opportunity nine times out of ten to sit together but um on the occasions where we don't because travis and i are like yeah we're gonna have butter chicken tonight we don't want to share that with the kids <laughs> you know the kids will sit down and eat <laughs> I it's, never, it's never oh i know i'm not sharing that stuff like seriously um and they're too messy <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll give you guys something else do you know what i mean but it's not such a big deal but i definitely that's one of the top tips that i'll give my clients um you know sleep and, and parenting um, clients will be if they're you know struggling with this whole fussy eating thing is that children tend to eat more when they eat with their family always yeah. always yeah. and so they do it, the more you can absolutely and they do at daycare too i hear from my clients you know they eat so well at daycare why don't yes. they eat with us at home well first off i mean yeah. toddlers tend to top load or front load rather they're eating so they'll mm -hmm. eat more during the day so they might just not be as hungry at dinner time but if it's a weekend if you're sitting down together for a lunch or a breakfast or something you know um they'll eat more if more people are around them um mm -hmm. again that modeling behavior it goes it also it so it links into language as well um mm -hmm. right because if you're yucking someone's yum you know yeah they'll, they'll be like oh no you know my my eldest he doesn't mm -hmm. like broccoli and he'll be like ew mm -hmm. i don't like broccoli ew and suddenly my two-year-old is going ew broccoli and pushing it away yeah like, i know he loves broccoli you yeah. Know? So it's also about in that modeling mindset when you're sitting with them, reframing that language and be like, oh, you don't like broccoli today, you know? Yes. Or, you know, yes. That's I, so I don't good. Like we always use the, yeah, we're using that. I'm learning to like it, you know? Yeah. It's having yeah. that growth mindset about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And just zero pressure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. Again, 
zero pressure. Mm -hmm. um, and my another one, one of my favorite tips, and I do this a lot with kids, uh, with my kids, is getting them involved in the food prep. Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah, with that, that can go hand in hand with food play as well. Yeah. You know, um, like my middle child went through a period of time when he didn't like pears. And mm -hmm. I just kind of had him help me prepare snack and prepare salads. And I set him down with a little kitty cutter knife and a board, yeah. and I just asked him to cut the pears for me. And after yeah. about like seven or eight exposures, he actually picked up a pear and ate it. And I was Amazing, bored. Eh? <laughs> but you didn't let him know how flawed you were in that moment. No, I'm no, sure. no. You were, totally you were pretended doing flawed, nonchalant. Funky's <laughs> going off in your brain, but oh, oh that's so. Oh, you know, pretended cool. like I didn't even notice, you know, like I was like, <laughs> meanwhile, inside I'm having a little party. And I'm like, oh, let Yeah, I love it. Yeah, brilliant. No, so yeah, I do. I definitely notice that when we've got our kids involved in dinner, they actually eat those dinners better. Right, because there's also that yeah. sense. I mean, there's that sense of pride in that they've they've made it, they've done that, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, so good. Oh, these are really great tips. Awesome. Yeah. Um, they're kind of like my my biggest ones, but again, I just keep going back to keep up the exposure and take the pressure off. You really mm -hmm. don't want to be driving that um, resistance. That, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes, driving the mm -hmm. resistance further. Um, and you, by doing that, you could potentially entrench it so that it becomes challenging long-term behavior as opposed to just this developmentally normal, really annoying and inconvenient, yes. but developmentally normal period of time. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that. I just love the whole, because you and I have had conversations, many conversations, but one of the things that you said to me recently was, um, oh my God, it's gone from my brain. <laughs> You're like you said so many things. I, mean, I can't. I can't. Talk I know. About. It was this whole idea. Oh, so the period of um, accepting the food um, is when they're babies. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The period of accepting food. So up in between mm. uh, six to to nine months, it seems to be that golden period. Up until nine months, babies seem to be. Um, more receptive and open to flavors, textures, um, yeah. you know, e everything. And then around yeah. nine months, that's when the kind of more suspicious uh, mindset yeah. comes in and they start becoming a little bit more closed off. In So in a lot of ways, trying to get, you know, through those textures, flavors, moving. 100%. Moving through them is the goal, eh? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, I mean, it mirrors the toddler phase, right? Keep mm. exposures up and keep it going. So mm. uh, I'm not in the camp of only baby led weaning or only purees. You know, I'm not black and Neither. white. I'm really, par parenting it lives mm. in the gray. I feel, and mm -hmm. so combination mm -hmm. feeding, whatever's right for you as a family, mm -hmm. is going to be right. Mm -hmm. However, mm -hmm. if you do purees, say. Mm -hmm. I'd say please introduce finger foods by nine months for that reason, because if you don't, yeah. um, then uh, there's a potential for them to really struggle and not accept those different textures mm. moving forward. Mm. And it's like, if you we definitely did the both, we were in both camps, we did the purees and then we increased those textures and the, you know, lumpy and blah, 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 blah. Um, at the same time as just offering those finger foods and just being able to explore play, you know, yeah. with the soft foods and all that kind of stuff. And I just think it's, yeah, best of both worlds, really. 
Yeah, that's what we, with my first we did the purees and I, you know, mm. I, I made my own homemade purees and everything. But for all the, the second, things we do the first time now. Oh, seriously. <laughs> seriously, I was wacko <laughs> compared to what I am now. I probably shouldn't say that because no judgment to anybody, I promise. No, 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 not at all. But judgment on myself, totally. <laughs> and the things, I mean, the things that I did as a first time parent as, you know, a second or third time parent, hell no, am I doing that again? I know it just all just changes so much. It's such a humbling um, experience this whole parenting journey. Totally, and there's <laughs> there's so much pressure on moms. Mm. Well, sorry, parents and caregivers mm. to make all of the foods from absolute scratch as well. Mm. And I'm mm. like, well, yes, I focus on whole foods. I'm a real believer in whole foods first, mm. but I'll take mm. shortcuts. Yeah, <laughs> like, and you, yeah. you know, I'll use frozen. Yes, yeah. and also just like yeah, and when you're out and about, you know the homemade stuff isn't always that easy so you know you have your snack bag and you're on your way yeah exactly yeah. absolutely mm -hmm. mm, beautiful oh it's been such a pleasure um diving into the whole fussy eating world and i hope that our listeners have um put out some great tips for becoming you know any of this fussy eating that you might be going through in your own homes and feel free to reach out to lisa as well so she's at nourishing.moments on instagram awesome awesome um content that comes out Thank and you. yeah keeping I it very to keep real. It real and fun yeah not very very good so do reach out to her you got you do consultations and yeah like i absolutely you. do i do consultations i do group um sessions okay uh, yeah i do and where much. are you based again so i'm this. i'm based just south of sydney in a city called Wollongong. Yeah, uh, gotcha. but I, most of my consults, I very rarely in person that most, mostly over zoom. I know. Isn't it so awesome? The world that we have now, like the access, of, the brains, the people that we have access to now is just unreal. It's awesome. Oh, it opens awesome. It up there. so much. Doesn't it? Doesn't oh, thank it? you, you so much really, for having really me. fine people. Oh no. Thank you so much for coming on. You're actually like a first guest. Oh, um, really? Or first or second. It, kind of, it just kind of depends on when now, when they land. Because we're obviously very organized over here. <laughs> so, yeah. You're my first guest anyway. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm honored. I love your guys' podcast. Talking about keeping oh, it real. You. you guys keep it real. <laughs> and listening to it same, so same. often. I just like, it's like listening to a conversation with your friends and it's so relatable. Cool. Oh, um, that's the best, best feedback. Thank you. Awesome. Radar show. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Lovely. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next episode. Who knows what's coming next? It's a big surprise. So we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We hope this episode has encouraged the shit out of you. If you have loved it as much as we've loved recording it, then rate our show, screenshot, share and tag us. And you can find us at feelgoodparenthood underscore on Instagram. See you next time.